we didn't we didn't really realize or recognize that there was still somehow a void in the video content world in and this is this is filling it because it's not six second snaps or stories it's it's not live video um it's not a fully produced youtube piece of content i think that's the reference or correlation to youtube because it's a report repository of video but they're vertical not horizontal and you can search there's a search in here mm-hmm. now, honestly i have no idea what to search for because i know it's not youtube yeah more than hashtags come on come on yeah more than hashtags no we won't forget uh-huh. what's working what's trendy and what's next yeah. with adam lidecker and vincent orlek every week a new episode from news on the net come on. Uh, repping arizona i know just what you came for for stories people might miss and fly under the radar yeah more than hashtags it's news and we're on, we're it. on it make sure that you subscribe and follow if you want it yeah more than hashtags hey i'm adam lidecker Hello, I'm Vincent Orlek. We are back better welcome, than ever. Welcome to More Than Hashtags. It's been a little while. How, how are you doing, Adam? I just think we took a little summer vacation. No, it's not, today's the first day of summer. What are you talking <laughs> Literally, today is the first day of summer that we're recording this. So we took a pre-summer. We did. A pre-summer vacation, I guess. Yeah, no, it's... Look, took a little time off. It's all good. It's fine. And now, now we're back again. Do listeners know what you're doing now? Uh, I, f- I think. Let's do a recap. I think it's pretty amazing. I'm excited about it. <laughs> Vincent's new role. I, I was lucky enough to get hired over at Arizona State University uh, within the Office of Knowledge Enterprise Development as a social media specialist manager thingy and uh, running social strategy and planning for that whole area that all the units that fall under that uh, yeah. which include entrepreneurship and innovation. Um, That's res- my favorite part right there. Yeah. I mean, it's all under research. It's, it's the research arm of the, of the university. So I, I'm very excited to hear, see some of the things that you've been working on strategy for. So that'll be, it's a lot of cool stuff, dude. Like, I mean, tons, tons of like really big, big things that I, I'm not working on yet, <laughs> but, but that I'll be part of at some point down the road sooner rather yeah. than later for some of them. And so yeah, you're really laying the groundwork right now. Yeah. We're just setting up, uh, setting everything up really just, uh, it's, it's been, it's been a couple months that I've been there. Well, almost a couple months and, um, but a lot good, got a lot done so far. Well, I think that's a good lesson. Like people you know, re-upping their social strategy, getting into strategy for their businesses. Like it doesn't happen overnight. Right. And if you want to do it right, you really have to plan this out. Absolutely. I mean, we're, and this isn't like planning every single tweet for the year or anything, but, but we are planning in general for the, for the fiscal year for the, which yeah. starts yeah. in the summer, starts every July. So um, there's, there's an element of planning for the entire year. Um, and then you use that as your guide on a cool. seasonal, monthly, weekly, daily basis. You know. I do. You know I mean, I'm actually in the planning phase myself right now. Yeah. So what, what are you doing? So I've been doing uh, a lot of brand strategy for new startups. So actually 
still, you know, fingers in the pie for social here and there, user acquisition ads and whatnot, but not necessarily the day-to-day -day what I was doing before. However, uh, we're going to be offering some new uh, programs for our ventures. Um, you know, we're, we know they're not technical founders, so we're their coding, you know, we're their founding team to code, launch their project. But I also understand they probably need help with social and marketing. So in our own unique lean way, uh, I'm, I'm going to be spending some time and um, planning out how we can offer, what we can offer to ventures, how we can help them uh, really for me, teach them how to fish. So I don't, I don't think there's anything better than having the, the team or the founder themselves run the social, be very, uh, have a personality behind the brand. So I'm very much doing it that way. Not like, and they obviously they can hire somebody down the road, but um, these are great startups and social is a great way to, to do that. So I'm excited to sure. practically get back into it on their behalf and teach a lot of um, startup founders how to do this um, beyond just what, what I do day to day for, you know, business strategy. Well, we got a couple things to talk about because a lot of stuff happened. Yeah. Even, I mean, well, we, we've been, we've been out away for a, like a lot of stuff happened, but a good month, right? We've been, but, but I mean, yeah. just in this past week, we're not even going to get into the other stuff that happened over the last month is really just this yesterday, even yesterday and today is like crazy. True story. I will say one thing that we were going to talk about, but we didn't record an episode. Anytime anything happens, in the Twitter sphere, I always check Wendy's because Wendy Wendy's uh, Twitter account is uh, savage. They're on top so of it. Yeah. When uh, I I hob when the International House of Burgers uh, tried tried to did their PR thing, uh, Wendy's Wendy's came at him hard because you know. So did Burger King. Had, that's true. Of course, she, of course, you had to. Uh, yeah, go make burgers because pancakes are so hard. The the Netflix one I didn't totally get. They they said we're gonna change our name our name to Netflix, like they changed the X to a B. And I mean, obviously, they're it's like supposed to be stupid and a joke. But but at least with the burger with with Wendy's and Burger King, like it it made sense even the way that they were joking about it. Yeah. And I felt well, like Netflix was just trying a little bit too hard. Wendy's is so on top of it. Uh, and they definitely developed this personality, this Twitter personality. I've seen people like tag them. There's a mutual connection we have that lost their luggage and they've been tweeting the airlines forever to no avail. And then they tagged the Wendy's. Yeah. And I, yeah, would put, funny. and I wouldn't put it past them that Wendy's would try to go get that bag and bring it back to them. Because <laughs> uh, it, like, it would be different. It would It would be something totally out of the the box for them to do. Yeah. So it seems like certainly day-to-day, week-to-week, there's some, a lot of examples of good social media that yeah. we've seen. Well, well, since you brought that one up, I'll, I'll bring up a similar industry one. Domino's uh, just recently had a campaign, or it might still be running, where as we record this show, as of this recording, um, they, they offered to fill people's potholes on their streets. Did you see this? That's funny. Yeah. Because, well, and the reasoning was the campaign is 
we want to get our pizzas to you as fast as possible. So we want our drivers to be able to travel like not, not unsafely, but more safe. And and so if you like uh, contact us, tweet us, social media, post, whatever, um, and tell us like why your area, your street should have their potholes. We'll co- we're going to come and do it so that they're going to, I don't think they've done it yet. Cause I, I'm pretty sure I would have seen it. Um, they're going to go and fill the potholes of like people's someone's street. That, that is like, what? <laughs> not, not with pizza. So that was my thought that I don't, they haven't said that they're doing that. They just they said, can cover it with just a nice vinyl, like a uh, pizza decal or something. Something. Yeah. I mean, th- yeah. Throw pizzas in there. That would be funny. I don't think that would work very well. Uh, I think there would be just the pothole problem would still exist. Yeah, that's trouble. <laughs> but yeah, so there's, there's a lot of good fun stuff. I, I see, I have no problem. Like there's people that just get so mad. Mm-hmm. They get mad about, about brands being snarky or or being like stupid fun right well they're just too serious and the thing is is like also a lot of times marketing departments get too serious and you just can't keep selling all the time you have to develop this personality and you have to connect you know sometimes that's a lot oftentimes that's through humor um for sure but if they're gonna fill potholes for real yeah they are that's useful, helpful, and delicious. I mean, it's it's brilliant. I thought it was brilliant. I thought it was a super brilliant campaign. It's like that's the type of thing that I I love to see. Is yeah, that is out of the like. Who would think about that? That's that's totally like a brainstorming session. That's a that's a true like off off the beaten path marketing campaign. Yeah, I mean, I'd love to hear the how that came about. Like, it'd be cool if they were doing like franchise surveys and driver surveys and the biggest problem, you know, the, what's your biggest delay? Why is the PT mess up? Or why is it later? You know, why did the driver get a flat tire? Blah, blah, blah. And, there, and it was like, yeah. one of those surveys was like, you know, potholes. <laughs> well, dude, you're from the East coast. I'm from the East coast. You know, in the winter time, it's nuts. The, it, like potholes where we live out here on the West side, West coast. And I mean, I don't know that I've, I've seen a pothole more than one time uh, a month or something. Like it's, it's all new pavement. It's, all, it's just, I don't see them, but back East because of the weather, all you just like are constantly dodging them. I yeah. totally believe it, you know, and maybe that is kind of where it came from is, is that East and, and Midwest uh, maybe was a big issue. Oh man. Good social. I love it. So that's that's uh, those are some good examples. Now, Adam, the big news. Let's get to the biggest news of the week. Hey-o. Really, let's just let's just jump right into the biggest news of the week. Without question, IGTV. I just opened IGTV. I just opened the app, yep. and I'm actually literally getting into it right now. Yep. IGTV, uh, Instagram television. What are, yeah. your, what are your thoughts, man? We, let's well first. Well, I tell guess, everybody what it is. Yeah. So if if you're not familiar with it, um, if you right now, I think pretty much everybody has it in in their app. So there's two ways. There's going to be a or there is a standalone app, and it's also a native uh, icon, native function feature within Instagram itself. On the home screen, there's a little TV screen on the top that you can click on. And it'll take you to 
this new section of Instagram that is all video. And it's not just the videos. In fact, it's not the videos from the same that you would see in your main feed or right. in Instagram stories. It's an entirely different video section for anywhere from 15 seconds to 10 minutes for most users. You can upload a video of that length, um, watch other people's videos that they've uploaded. Um, and, and specifically vertical video. Vertical, vi yes, vertical video. Vertical. So a la Snapchat. Instagram um, stories, yeah. That's it. Oh, so, yeah. so I mean, that's it's. I mean, we'll we'll get into it here, but I'm very um, distracted because I'm actually going through. <laughs> I'm, 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 well, I'm seeing how they're like. They have a for you tab. They have a following. They have a popular. They There's discovery. It. There is a discovery because some of the so one of the one of the parts is a toolbar in the middle, that it's not just followers and it's not just who you're following. There is a that for you tab which apparently will provide discovery of people that you're not following yet and that are not following you that are just other yeah. accounts that are, you know, based on the algorithm tailored to your interests. No, I will say one thing like, because you know, Facebook has Facebook watch. It has videos in there, similar tabs, discover watch list. Uh, I would think for you based on your, your, what you've watched in the past, but which is interesting this is almost more like that Snapchat uh, where they blended who you follow and then the popular ones. Mm -hmm. Because when I'm going to the, the, the app to redesign. The app yeah, app and it, it, it's like not – it's somewhere in between YouTube and Facebook Watch. Because I'm in here and I don't follow – well, I guess maybe I do follow all these people. Um, but, but it's like, you know, it's our friends, uh, some marketers, it's – network now keep in mind that 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 is actually it's a it's a channel like you you're creating it's a different it's a different video section within within the instagram app that is basically a another channel for you within instagram and when you one thing that happens is when you say you upload a video right which which by the way you have to upload a video from like your camera roll Right now, there's no function that allows you to create a video within. So these are these are not Instagram stories. Somebody's not clicking a button and pushing it over there as well. No, no, no. Now, so yes and no. They're they're not they're not yeah. Instagram stories natively pushed over there. But one of the things that it would seem to make sense is, doesn't that seem like a really good way for people to create? take their long Instagram stories, save it to their phone, and now mm -hmm. they can upload it into IGTV. And now that's a place where someone may actually watch the whole story <laughs> as opposed to when you're in someone's Instagram story and you see 20 or 30 little dashes at the top. You're like, yeah, that's true. I may go three or five deep and then skip. I might be gone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Depending what it is. Most of the time I'm gone. So that that so, was the that was the immediate thing that came to my head. And I saw you commented uh, across the web a lot of places about, hey, this is not a YouTube replacement. YouTube I don't think game. it is, or a competitor. I don't think so. I don't think it is either. That's why this is for me. This is more similar to a Facebook Watch, um, and I I actually am going in there watching all my shows are, are there. I went through them all. I binged them all. 
So there's no new episodes like some of the food shows I like. Um, I have been spending way more time on YouTube watching shows. And I could see myself, if the quality, the content's good, I could see myself watching here. It looks like here's two minutes, there's 17 minutes, you know, nine minutes. So, you know, 10 up to Let me ask you this. Let me ask you this because this is this is a a key component and like kind of like the basis for it all. Are you what is your take on literally holding your phone and watching something vertical video for 10, 20 minutes, half hour, 40 minutes? I mean, I'm I'm probably when I get ready for bed and I can't fall asleep, I'm probably watching these videos for Sure. I get lost in them. But I mean, literally, the the difference between turning your phone sideways or holding it vertical. Oh, this is a. I feel like I'm not getting the whole shot, and I know I know I'm not because they're uploading the video, so I can tell their cutoffs. Now, this it's really early in in IGTV. Well, it depends on the video too, because I, so I, it, they only let you I, upload vertical video. Well, maybe some people are are already oh, manipulating oh, so it. I have no. So you're right. It crops it if it's horizontal with black bars. Oh, that's it even does good. that. Okay. That's yeah, not no. good. Yeah, like here's somebody that, um, you know, uploaded. I can't. You're never, ever supposed to show show videos on a recorded podcast ever. <laughs> well, but no, we can see it. It's letterbox essentially. The other thing is um, letterbox. Yeah. Why? I, even, I didn't even think they let people, they let users do that. I thought they only, it had to be vertical for you to upload. That's interesting. And then the other one which I, this is kind of an old, an old move. Like, like Gary, he uploaded, he just, his is Gary Vaynerchuk. Yeah. yeah it's he already branded. He, he put a frame, he put it in a frame, he put it in a yeah. vertical video frame, which was kind of, it was very popular. Um, you know, in a couple of channels, people were hacking. He's definitely, so, uh, him, I, I know, uh, Kim Kardashian was one NASA, probably was another that they had like the heads up they gave them yeah. instagram gave them the heads up okay we want we want to have video content in there when this is ready to launch so i mean there there were a ton i'm sure but like there were companies and influencers and celebrities that had video sitting in there already um when when the app or when the native uh, function went live well then and I've also seen some really beautiful ones like storytelling. Like Warby Parker has a great one. No, I've seen this video before. I think on either, you know, Instagram stories, mm-hmm. it's vertical, mm-hmm. but I'm, I, I'm wondering is some stuff cut off? So people are going to have to start because it's, it's really obvious if there's text and it's cut off, it's just, it's just poor, poorly done. Right. Um, so Warby Parker has some great ones, but again, it's, they're consumable. They're not 10 second blips. It's two minutes, and 11 seconds. I'll watch that. So it's more like maybe, you know, when you're, when you see a video on Facebook and you get served another one and then you get served hundreds and you just keep going. Yep. Um, here's, here's the thing too. Cause I, I'm, I watched a ton of YouTube since probably about the oh, last but, year. But, now. but I do want to turn my phone to make it wider. Well, that's, yeah. That's it, but the whole thing with get, if getting framed or, or, or cut like, like it's a it's a it's a non-vertical video that's uploaded into vertical video format, so it's not taking up the whole screen and all that. I don't think, while there may be some of those on there now, I I think really quick 
we'll see that element disappear from most. And maybe some amateurish accounts will do that still. But I don't think the response to that is going to be good. <laughs> Vertical only? No, to like if you have an already pre-existing video oh, that yeah, you I, upload into the vertical video format and it like it cuts it so it's just in the middle of the frame. They're either going to have to provide an option or they're going to have to, like people are going to, like we always say, create content for each channel. Yeah, that's and that's where I was going with that. Like I totally agree. That's what I think is going to happen with this. Look, here's a video from um, Eater. Um, mm-hmm frozen cocktails on the beach in a watermelon it's so close up it's annoying i i just you were you're missing everything else and if somebody's who's into you know shooting film um or documentary just historically it's that's not the format and you miss i don't i don't want to be that close up but i think if you change how you film like warby parker did in some other ones and, and set the frame mm-hmm. uh, you and I think you can actually film for both if you plan them right. You're just gonna you're just gonna have to have the subject in the middle, frame the subject in the middle. You, you know you know what I'm saying. Like sometimes people will create an image for. Um, there's some tools like on Canva that you can create an image for all the different sizes. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm not saying you should do that. I'm saying people probably will. Frame oh, it. people will. People will. I'm. I, I'm. I'm coming from at, from it. Uh, coming at it from the angle of like, it's. It will pan out that that won't do well. <laughs> like people, viewers, yeah. followers won't won't like it and pay attention to it. it, it so like Charity Water has one up, and I'm just telling you, they weren't bluffing on those video views, man. Uh, it's just launched. Uh, so 1.9 million views. Well, yeah, but who who is that? Charity Water. Yeah, Charity Water. I mean, oh, I see. What you're saying they have, but, but how, how they filmed it is. Uh, <laughs> I'm cool with this because it is kind of like the um, what am I thinking? Discovery Channel like mm-hmm. or Natural Nat Geo like, mm-hmm. and they have some like drone footage. So yeah, you have that depth of field. You're going above something. Yeah, NASA Nat Geo yesterday when when it launched, they were both they both had video. That's probably they're probably up there because so that's the other part of this is it is not ephemeral. It mm-hmm. sits in it's a, it's channels it's uh, shows. Well, but but it also sits right in your Instagram homepage yeah. and not next to the highlights. Yes. Oh, it, and it's it's a different type of icon. And, yep. Yep. Oh, here's the other thing I was gonna say. Unlike Facebook Watch, which is like gated, you can't just get in there. You can get as a content creator. Yeah, as a content creator, Instagram is very smart in this one because we can, not just businesses, but we can create. Everybody can create in here. Yeah, that's that's why when we're talking about all these headlines, like the the immediate headlines yesterday and and even today are YouTube competitor, YouTube challenger. Facebook Watch is the YouTube challenger, if anything. This is not. This is this is a entirely and it's it's also and I know like people think I'm on the Snapchat train hard and all this, but it's not a Snapchat competitor either. This is this is its own thing. It's a similar format. Well it's a vertical video, but that's the only Snapchat thing that's discovery. That's but it. I think because it doesn't go away, that's something. 
It's not a um, It's not f- like fun. F- like Snapchat and Instagram stories are meant to be like in the moment fun. This is specifically right now. You have to have the video. You have to record the video a different. You know, I'll place. tell you what. <laughs> I like this. I, I could see myself using this. Like if I, this reminds me in some ways of, of meerkat mm-hmm. because I, if, if I, if I, I'm not quick or witty enough to do those 10 seconds, boom, 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 but I'm cool with two minutes, seven minutes. Like I could see people coming up with like personality shows on here, topical, creating a following. Yeah. You can do that already on all the other different channels, but because it, it's it's different than live video too. I mean, it's right. It's it's filling. We didn't we didn't really realize or recognize that there was still somehow a void in the video content world. In and this is this is filling it because it's not six second snaps or stories. It's it's not live video. Um, it's not a fully produced YouTube piece of content. I think that's the reference or correlation to YouTube because it's a report repository of video, but they're vertical, not horizontal. And you can search. There's a search in here. Mm-hmm. Now, honestly, I have no idea what to search for because I know it's not YouTube. Oh, it's good. Yeah. And it's got some, certainly like there's, there's those elements that might be similar. What I'm saying is in terms of being a competitor slash challenger, like I'm not going to be picking between, well, I'm watching either this on YouTube or this on IGTV like it's not a challenger in that sense to me because I, there's stuff I'm watching. I know on YouTube I can go and like all the NBA highlights. I want to like these packages that these videos people put together, these goofy NBA highlight videos, right? Or these certain shows, Jesus and Mero are on there mm-hmm. or we still for now. Um, uh, hot ones. Oh, like this is the other thing. Is, is that search? Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, no, that's it. Yeah, that's essentially what you said is spot on because I'm sitting here as you're talking, searching, right? It's accounts. I'm not searching for topics. It's not well, not yet. I, that's got to be coming. I mean, literally, it's we're 24 hours in, right? It's just, just like in the same sense that I, I feel like they're going to eventually create the ability to upload video into the IGTV from Instagram. Sure from stories like directly Somehow right I keep now, like, have it on your phone. The video has to, you have to save it on your phone. <laughs> well, and for creators, that's, I like that because you know, live is you got to be on for live and then recorded. You have to plan for it or capture it. Here, here's what it is to me though, dude. It's this, this is the, like you said, the repository, it's the place for people's live videos on Instagram and Instagram stories to live yeah. past the 24 hours. And I'm seeing that right now. I'm seeing that what people are uploading. Yeah. It's kind of, it's, it's definitely both hand. Uh, I'm seeing, let's see here. Pete. And really primarily stories is, is it's, it's brilliant to be honest. Now the other thing too is uh, there's nothing stopping me from taking my Snapchat stories and having them live on IGTV. Yeah. It seems like, 
again, you're so early on this, so you're gonna you're gonna see content types come out. You know. Yep. So it is cool to see people experiment with different. Um, I see. I'm seeing a lot of t- tutorials because that's this video naturally does that. Um, hmm. Uh, for some reason, I'm, when I'm switching through this, it keeps exiting out back to the homepage of Instagram, which is kind of annoying. Because <laughs> then, then my thumb has to go all the way back to the top to open it up again. Uh, I don't know what the solution to that is, but I'm just looking at it again now, and uh, the the thing I'm wondering is. Like on mine, I have, actually, I don't have a video up on mine yet. I have it up on the Social Media Club Phoenix account, SMC Phoenix. If you want to go see one, what it looks like on the homepage, um, what a channel looks like, go to SMC Phoenix whenever you hear this. Um, But I wonder how long like the videos do stay. Like if I try to upload another video after the one I uploaded yesterday, does yeah. it keep all of them in there or does it replace it every time? Well, when I was just search, I actually had to search for your name and then it came up when you search, um, SMC Phoenix and then it had like a little bar and it shows them in order. You only have one, but I could see how there could be. Oh, multiple. there it is. Yep. I see. It. And then it'll show like you can pick which one you want to watch. Yeah. So let's just search for somebody. And they, just, they just live there. I mean, it's not, it, it doesn't come down. There's no time frame on when it it, uses, it stays up there as long as you want, unless you want to delete it. Yeah, I'm trying to find like somebody with more than two because so far I've only had two. Oh, go to uh, go to our buddy Brian. Go to Fanzo. He's he's been all over it for a day and a half. Okay, because <laughs> I went to NASA and they only had two. It, it said. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He has to be uploading because he's like, he's wearing. Oh, yeah. yeah, you have to. You have to upload. You have to upload. All right. So, so when I search his name, there's only two in there. It only shows two. So maybe he's only got. He's only done two. Well, so far I've only seen two. Two from different. So let me see. It's interesting. So maybe there's a there is a limit. Maybe it's just two at a time. Has Instagram uploaded this stuff. Oh, so if you look at Instagram's account, they have a lot. And they have, like, for instance, that one with Beauty Tips with Kim, that's not Kim. They did that. It's Instagram. So they have the um, Yosemite, highlighting Yosemite, drone selfies, breaking records. So they, I'm just scrolling. They have a whole bunch. Which is interesting. They got... Uh, they put their own stuff up, other people's stuff up on their channel. I see it. Well, it makes sense. I mean, yeah, they want, because they want people to, to go to their account and look at. So what do you think? Like, do you, yeah. what does it mean? What does it mean to you? Do you have to be on it right away? Do businesses have to be on it right away? No, not at all. Right. I mean, I think we'll probably agree on that is if you're a business, it's fun to, to, like be aware of, play around on it, watch videos, see what people are doing. Um, by no means, <laughs> because you may not even, you may not even have the, the right thing to put up there. Like as a business, you wouldn't want to just be like, "Hey, I'm testing out Instagram, yeah. IGTV," and like it's kind of as your business, it's kind of corny. If you do it on your personal, 
that's that's one thing. But I mean, like you know, my mo, I, I like to consume and watch like what other people are doing to kind of mm-hmm. understand how best to use it. So I could I could see myself checking in here every day as long as there's new videos. Right now it looks like there's only so many videos, so I could burn through them pretty yeah. quick. What I would what here here's the the best practice right now I think is if you are if you have an Instagram account if your if your business has Instagram you're active you you you're like planned out on it and stuff and you're using stories what I would do is make sure to whenever you you do like a full like a planned out or just a full story that you is good you feel like is well representative um, of your business or your brand whatever save the whole story and push that upload it over to IGTV because you're not re- you're not creating something new you're just making your content live longer um, assuming that's something you want to do yeah you know so that's that's um, what I would do if I was a business right now just like to have some content up there so like at Coplex we use we've uploaded things to YouTube we don't really use YouTube mm. like unless we're like going to host it and embed it but we use Instagram a lot. So I could see us like, re- you know, we just launched a series. It's kind of like a mini Ted talks, but more intimate. Mm-hmm. So we re- we had somebody come in three cameras set up different angles and we're going to capture, we captured everything. We're going to cut it up for one. We're going to cut it up for all the like individual ones, like cause they're short punchy questions, but I could see and have a, see having a repository in here. Um, well for that now you may want to add in knowing that this exists now you may want to specifically have someone there doing a story about the event, like planned out storyboarded even maybe with, with a few, a few stories or a few pieces of the story, videos and pictures. I mean the, the, the inside the stories, each video is 10 seconds, right? So if you do what five or six, I mean, you're at a minute already right there. And that's, that's only going to live for 24 hours inside of stories. So why not save it and put it up and, and label it, you know, whatever the event is and put it right. up on IGTV. And these clips are going to be like a couple minutes long. Mm-hmm. And sure, we could put them on Instagram. I just feel like, I, sorry, YouTube. I feel like Instagram is just more active, just more lively, more, because, um, you know, stereotypical but true you get just lost in the comments on youtube and it's just like not very helpful or useful it's great to go discover i mean i use it every day youtube um i would i would still say that that I'm, I'm gonna go hard on this like i i feel like this is if if brands and businesses and people influencers market whatever because i've already heard it not from you but from other people talking about this like the suggestion oh oh we have yeah we have some great videos already we could put up there you do not have the right videos for this format right now you, because it hasn't existed to this point um <laughs> in this form long form un, unless you've been some people do like like vaynerchuk right gary v he's had these videos that they take up like three four five snaps or stories on instagram in a row where but it's one video where they just it cuts across those those snaps or stories, so it's one big video across three, four, five of those. No, it's true. Even the even setting the cameras last night to shoot that, it's not. We didn't shoot vertical last right. night. 
but you could, but this is the perfect excuse to do it. On, use the phone. It's your phone is yeah. the vertical for right now. Look, there's cameras that will do vertical video. We'll shoot vertical video. I, I know because we're about to get one, but there's, I think they're pretty expensive. Um, that do vertical. My, my, well. my brain, my brain just wants to turn the, uh, digital SLR to sideways. <laughs> <laughs> Same lens. But you, dude, the phones, our phones, well, I have, a, you have an X, I have an X iPhone and, and it's going to yeah, look get good. A, get a, get a tripod, set it up, go to town. And don't you think, don't you think that we're like, what, maybe two, three weeks, a month, if that, away from there being apps that come out that, that help like people optimize their video, like create um, fun vertical videos, like with graphics and stuff. For sure. Yeah. If, uh, long form. Yeah. I think if, um, yeah, Canva should do that. Well, they do, I mean, they do the Instagram stories and Snapchat story filter sizes, geo filter sizes Mm -hmm. and story size that you can create templates for that. What I'm saying is like the actual like iMovie. Oh yeah, for sure. Being able to create a vertical video in iMovie with a lower third or filter or filters, face filters. (laughs) So, and that's the other thing too is Snapchat. We, We talked about this there's nothing stopping anybody from creating Snapchat stories, saving the whole story and putting it up on your IGTV I, channel. Yeah. <laughs> I think it does make it easier now for people. And maybe that's a big dig because they go back and forth. Yeah, Instagram and Snapchat. Um, it's easier for someone in marketing or whatnot to make the leap. So if someone's been pushing hard on Snapchat and they haven't gotten it, but they're still creating, but they're like, eh, I'm not there. Now they're like, oh, okay, two platforms, same vertical video, cool. Uh, slightly different, obviously, in duration, but you could cut it up different ways. I think it's because Snapchat still has Snapchat still has the thing, like a couple things that Instagram Stories does not. Of course, that's why everybody exports them and uploads them. And this <laughs> this may be something that actually. Not that it won't help Instagram, but the more I'm sitting here thinking about it, like this, this could seriously increase uh, use of Snapchat as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for people that have been like not on it, um, you know. So now maybe you know your friends are not on it, but you go on there to use it as a as a content creation platform, and you're not you're not trying to connect, but you're using it as content creation you're making stories to put up on <laughs> IGTV and yeah we've been saying this for a while like it's it's video it's it's video storytelling it's you have to find find your way <laughs> find what what type of video you should shoot what style uh, but yeah it's not going anywhere away anytime soon uh, this is cool, man. I'm going to yeah. dig into this. I, I, I like it. What, is, what are the other um, news stories that got buried because of this? <laughs> well, I mean, I, th- I think we both feel the biggest one is, I mean, aside from, we, we won't go too crazy with Instagram getting to a billion users because we knew that was going to happen. It did take them almost an, a full year to get there. 
um, from 800 million to a billion, which prior to that they had been growing by 200 million users every quarter. So there's, it took a little bit longer, but they're still at a billion. The monetization of Facebook groups is a really big deal. I feel like because groups are so heavily used by all kinds of people like community based, like we have with the SPHX, um, influencers, people that like run a business that includes Facebook groups. They already charge like this already happens, but Adam, what do you think with this monetization model? What is this? What is it? And, and what does it uh, mean for, for, for businesses? Do you think? Yeah. So up until now you could have people join a group or have them like request to join a group. But there was no real way to say, hey, if you want to join this group, you know, we're going to do X, Y, Z. We're going to have these AMAs with live video. We're going to have this exclusive group. There's no, there was no way up until now to natively, without friction, say, hey, $10, you can join this group. $199 a month, you can join this group. Um, there was no way to do that. Probably outside, you'd have to send payment and match up and then they'd request and, and then they would approve you. Um, and as you alluded to, I'm sure um, Facebook's making something off of this. But I mean, that's, I, that, that's my guess. I, I have to think that they, they just want to control the whole process. They don't like that people are, you know, probably using PayPal to get paid and like, yeah, you know, they, I'm sure it'll, it'll integrate with messenger payment or something somehow. I kind of think like, if somebody doesn't want to have a full blown like e-commerce or website or subscription based solution, this could be really good for in real life groups as well. So say you're like a book club and to be the, in the book club, you know, you got to pay you know, 20 bucks for the book and uh, you know, divide it up 10 bucks for snacks or whatever. I, I'm just really spitballing here, but essentially now there's, but you also would join a group to talk during the week. So now you can just pay right there and then you show up in real life, they give you the book. I, I'm, I'm just trying to think of different ways to apply this. Yeah. Um, outside of like, you know, get my, t you know, get my tips to make a million dollars, join my group. Uh, oh yeah. It's, it's anything that's, that's group based and subscription based. Really? Okay. I mean, it's, I, I mean, uh, well, would you agree? Cause it's, it's, it's you not pay like your membership through this. Yeah. If you're paying your membership to a club or something traditionally, you're a member of something. This is just, and then they're, they're dictating this is going to be the channel of choice for communication. So not Slack, you know, and not, you know, email or a chat form. It's this. Um, I think, yeah. So any subscription-based or membership-based group uh, streamlines that payment and we don't know yet what you know if it's going to be traditional payment gateway fees if it's going to be you know a cut but people are paying for subscription right now and they I mean, may have to set up a website they may have to like deal with you know yep all of that it could even i mean on the on the business side and and, and even small business side it, it could be like that, this could be the thing that you become a member of this business's 
like select club, right? Mm-hmm. And you get special, say like a restaurant. You set up a, pro, a you have a secret group or whatever, a pay group. You're a restaurant, and you have the people that pay to be in this, whether it's a one-time fee or a monthly. They get, you know, free. I don't know, free appetizer every month or if, like they, they get rewarded for being in it, but you're driving them to your restaurant yeah. <laughs> it's because they're getting this reward. It's like another thing. And now it's sitting on Facebook in a group that they're in. You don't have to pay to advertise to them. You just post and they're going to so, get notified. You know what? This is really similar to um, our Patreon. Yes. Yeah. And that, yep. Totally. That's where, that's like they mentioned that where right, like right now what people do is they have these groups and because it's not monetized natively through Facebook, they maybe take payment through Patreon or some other service like, like So that. what if you're, now you're a creator, you're a musician, uh, you're um, XYZ, uh, you're, you're a podcaster and you want to provide your listeners with exclusive content. So there's ways to do that now. But then they, I'm thinking Facebook might want to get into the game on this. The other thing I can see this for this naturally is nonprofits. Um, they can still, you can still give, mail it in, or donate on their website, uh, text. But you can actually take a donation, membership, monthly membership, whatever. Donate thirty dollars a month now. Mm-hmm. But then you're you're directly giving them something back, and you want to make sure that's exclusive stuff to do that. Um, there could be websites that start up just to do this. Imagine if it was like uh, an AMA website. So they brought in exclusive people to interview, ask me anything. So now you have this AMA group. And if you want it, you want in, you know, you pay to get in to ask these celebrities and hard to get people questions right now. That stuff's free, which is great. There's also a level of, like you mentioned, exclusivity and access. So getting away from the small business side, what about on the celebrity level or mm-hmm. musician level? If, I, if I'm like, okay, here's an example. Beyonce and Jay-Z just released two weeks ago. They're, they dropped their album out of nowhere, right? No one knew it was coming all of a sudden on a Saturday afternoon. Boom, their new album's out. And it's only on title their web, their, their um, streaming music service. They put one video on YouTube of one song. But if you want to listen to the album, you have to go and sign up on Tidal and pay Tidal. Right. Well, what's stopping me as a musician? Um, any, you don't have to be famous to do this, but obviously it's going to work much better if you are a well-known person. Um, but what's stopping someone like a famous musician from creating a Facebook group monetized and guess what you're going to have the first exclusive access whenever I drop a new song sure album you know you pay this one time or monthly fee and I mean if there's 10,000 people in a group they all paid five bucks or they're all paying five bucks monthly that's 50 grand or is my math wrong? Man, this could be used for so many different ways. Like, <laughs> how about, how about influencers, dude? Just like you said with yeah. Patreon. Casey, Casey Neistat. 
okay, I'm still posting on YouTube, but guess what? You join my group, you're going to get, you're going to get all my videos a day early, or you're going to get exclusive content just in this, in this group for five, a dollar a month. Yeah. What was it like? There was something you could like send people tips for, um, just to kudos or whatever. So like, you know, I'm in that, I'm in a, I don't want to give any ideas because I like to get this for free, but I am mm-hmm. in that invite, invite only um, uh, events group for South by Southwest. Mm-hmm. But the admins do a lot of work and, and what the stuff they give you gets you into a lot of exclusive events. Yep. So not, not necessarily like a membership or a subscription, but it's like, you know, why don't you donate five or $10 as a thank you? And by the way, you're going to be saving so much time, money, and effort. You know, there's, there's so many ways to apply this. It's it's pretty cool. Yeah, even even local. So I'm I'm in a couple of local community groups that are like city based or neighborhood based mm-hmm. um, here in the East Valley. Like, there's a few of those, right? And I I mean I know that they already or there's even the ones that are industry based, like say. It's all it's it's for all the hairstylists in your fan, wait wait your fantasy football. What about it? That group is super micro small, but yeah, no, but, but it could work for that too. Yeah, yeah, totally, dude. It's it's. It, I'm just I'm, thinking like paying your dues. You know what I mean, dude? If I'm, it applies to every single type of business. If or or person, if I'm Matthew Berry that does on ESPN, I'm the fantasy sports guy i i set up a group and it's here's all my exclusive stuff i don't i'm not publishing this stuff anywhere else mm-hmm. it's only going here how much how much are you know would you be willing to, to pay for that like there's a lot of people that, that would pay one time a one-time amount for the the content that's in there during this the preseason and during the season well it's gonna be really easy too because if your credit card stored in there, it's going to be a one click. Like yeah. I subscribe to a lot of newsletters and I really like them. Yep. And they say like, Oh, if you want to get the exclusive or you want to get the in depth, um, you know, weekend edition or, or here's, here's the, they do a really in depth one. It's $7 a month. Yep. I just have never really done it. But if you can turn that into, you know, I, I think about that a lot. If you could, um, well, keep in mind because it's a group. There's other things that you can do within a Facebook group, like go live, and have yeah. interactive chats. Like a newsletter, you cannot do that. So mm-hmm. inside a Facebook group, if you know, if if it was a dollar a month to be in an exclusive Facebook closed group for Casey Neistat, where on a monthly basis or weekly basis he went live in the group and like kind of hung out and talked yeah. about it, like showed every, the new three. So you just have a dollar. So imagine it's 10 and then 20 and 30 and 40,000 oh, people I, in there. Well, that's it's what I'm insane. saying. I, I'm being conservative <laughs> because he's someone that like at a dollar, he's got a super like rabid audience. He's got what? Seven or 8 million followers on YouTube. Yeah. So if you said get it 24 hours in advance and have exclusive AMAs weekly or exclusive like go live videos. Um, people that do like stock tips advice like that. Well, I mean what, yeah, whatever that's, you better be a 
financial advisor. But well, that's um, what I'm saying. If, <laughs> if Jim Cramer had his own group, huh. because I think like I do think people like Susie Orman have, and those money people. Um, I'm blanking on the name, but I do think they have. I know what you mean. Uh, there's a lot of talk radio hosts uh, that will have you know the club exclude get the exclusives. As, but see, this gives them the reason to put in time because they're going to get paid for it. And if they make it big enough, I keep coming back to Casey because he's got a built-in multi-million subscriber audience that if yeah. he got, you know, say he's got 8 million subscribers on YouTube, if he was able to drive 10% of his audience to a Facebook group, and, and again, am I wrong or is 10% of 8 million 800,000? It's a couple dollars. That's 800,000 monthly. Yeah. By the way, at a dollar a person, which, like which? How do you say no off, to a dollar? <laughs> probably way more than YouTube creators are getting. Well, I have no idea. Well, the monetization on YouTube, I, I but it's micro, it's micro sense for thousands of views. Like, yeah, because I have the the Tube Buddy. Shout out to Tube Buddy, to a uh, tool that shows you a, like approximates. But I've asked people that on they're making channel, millions a year. But not, and they're making thousands a month, but not eight hundred grand a month straight money to their bank account. Like, mm-hmm. you know, like that's that's and say you cut people a deal. Oh, you don't want to pay a dollar a month? Give me ten. This is the most year. underrated story of the <laughs> week, month, year. It's like huge. as far as what this can be, like people aren't seeing it as a Patreon platform. But the thing is, why it's so much. Patreon's doing great things and I love his the founder but why it's so much better is is Facebook just built a Patreon and nobody knows it (laughs) and it's native and you're there it's the Patreon killer and people are used to consuming so it's yeah it's it's direct monetized YouTube video or not YouTube I'm just mixed to the two stories we talked about yeah you could put put YouTube videos in there and live you could put your um... man this is interesting but it's community. It's whatever you want it to be. Depends whatever how you, content how you, build you want it. to put it in there. Yeah. Well, still, you have to join the group. Yeah, so, but, it, but the person that's making it, it depends on how they if, – because if there's someone, which this will happen, it already does happen, it will happen, is the people that are giving advice on business, on social media sure. marketing, on whatever. Like, yeah, there's, there's a community that's, that's built. I'm, I'm thinking more of like with the person that the group is based on. I don't know how much community would exist necessarily other than them posting and doing what they say they will. Would you rather build an email list and spend all your time trying to build an email list and just push? Or would you rather build, put the same content out there, but in a group where you can create a lookalike audience. And, and probably this, uh, we should move on. But um, what about, <laughs> what about, going even more forward in the future. So Facebook is super smart, of course, as we know. Um, they build this, and then what, what have they done with pages over the last several years? Oh, yeah, businesses, create your page. Look at all the reach you're getting. Oh, down, oh now you have to pay to get that reach. I mean, are we seriously Shh. thinking that... Don't give them any ideas. Uh, come on. We, this is this is the five year roadmap no, for this. If you want to look at it, yeah, you pay you pay to acquire users. They they go public. 
look, oh, now you pay to have those users you just paid for see your stuff. And we all fell for it. And now it's like, oh, groups were kind of dead and they brought it back. Mm-hmm. And then, I mean, years ago. And they're like, oh, groups. And they're like, it reaches more people. They all get notified. You know, you're not wrong. Uh, I just don't want to think that you're right. <laughs> well, look, the, the big thing over in the last few months has been Facebook's running out of places to serve ads. There's no ads served in yeah. a group feed. So guess, guess what will be coming? That, I mean, I, I, can, I would stake my life on this that at some point in the next year, maybe two, I don't know. They, they get we'll all be fine with it too. Yeah, they would, but they would yeah. start. But here's the good thing, Adam, is I feel like they would open it up and be like, oh, you want to, because this ties into the whole targeting, ad targeting within groups that we've been talking about for like a, a year or two now that we, we want. Like if, if you as a brand could run an ad in Casey Neistat's group that has a million people in it. I want to do that every day. I mean, honestly, we, with the ventures I work for have such niche, uh, Mm -hmm. niche demographics. There aren't Facebook pages for bartenders in Phoenix. There are Facebook groups. So ultimately, here's, what's, here's what this is. Pages are dying. Groups are rising. Groups are going to overtake pages in terms of the ad potentially overtake pages as, the, as the, the places where advertisers can serve targeted, hyper-targeted ads to people. Because what it would be is I want to serve an ad to this audience. Well, I would be able to serve it to like a specific group or set of groups or set of people within those groups. That's, that's where the advertising could go. I I feel like, yeah. Well, we're going to do an update on this one. We'll let it, we'll let it roll cook for a little while. We'll see. We see how it goes. Uh, I think a good one, uh, it depends on what, what phone you have. This may or may not impact you. Uh, let's, just t- let's just cover it from like we're podcasters. We're mm-hmm. talking to people listening to podcasts. So Google rolled out um, their own podcast app. And why this is really big and really important uh, because there's more Android phones on the planet than our iPhones. Why, I, why uh, podcasts took off, um, I would say probably, this is probably why they took off. A more, big easily, reason. more easily is because, yeah, the podcast app was natively installed on, on iPhones. So you're like, oh, you click on there, what's this? You start discovering them or, you, you know, you know a friend who says this American life, uh, you know, it wasn't as easy to do on, on Android phones. So I heard a lot of people complaining. <laughs> the app should have this. The app should have that. I'm like, you're a podcast listener. We should be rejoicing of all these new ears that potentially, and we're assuming it's going to be installed on new phones. Right now there's a download link. Right. Um, but it's cool. Like that's the biggest thing is nobody's going after the ears. Like 40% of Americans have listened to a podcast in their life. Uh, that's, you know, usually one device, you know, or because of one device. But now you're opening that up it's pretty fantastic, you know, and Android users are different. We don't know how long they like to listen. We don't know any of this stuff. So 
Uh, it, I'm as excited as when our podcast got on Spotify. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> pretty I, much. It it does um the, because Spotify went over all the different devices. And, yeah. Well, the thing to remember too is it's not it's not like people just because they have an Android phone are not listening to podcasts. They are. They're just probably not using Google Play. They're using Stitcher or Overcast or Pocket Cat. Like, nobody really does that unless they're <laughs> really into podcasts, typically. And or you get hit with a dollar ninety nine or three ninety nine fee. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is just like yeah, native. Uh, it's already pre-installed. And you're bored. You start exploring, and hello, you discover discover audio storytelling. It does. I was reading some of the reviews. I mean, I have an iPhone. You have an iPhone, so I have no idea. But just looking at some of the reviews, people were kind of complaining initially about which, again, it's brand new. Um, but there's some bugs. There's like, and there may or may not be a review section in it yet. <laughs> oh yeah, that's their MVP. Um, which isn't that big of a deal i honestly i i don't know that i've looked at reviews of podcasts like the stars or i don't it's like movies like i i don't i don't care what i'm different from them my my review is going to be different i listen to i i and i'm pretty good like you're probably the same way when you start listening to it something new you're like oh i'm gonna check this out like you know (laughs) you know within like the first minute yeah you know, two, two minutes, depending on what it is. Like, am I going to be into this? And do I really want to listen to this long term? Am I invested? Okay, no. I'm oh, man. You know what's interesting? Um, this actually goes into my podcast recommendation for the show. Cool. But, but you know, the new Netflix app, they have those little circles at the top to get the little trailers. Yes. The shows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What you just said, you won't know until you're a minute into it. I think you should be able to pin. Uh, audio version of that trail, you know, what's the show about? A movie trailer. No one's doing that yet, right? No apps, no anybody. Oh, that'd be a great that idea. Man, the pod- a great, that's a great that's idea, right? Yeah. Yes, I love that idea because you can just listen to it, and and you as the as the creator of the show could create that and put forth your what you think is like the best of your show. Yeah. To draw people in, I can't. I, I mean, you want to get back into the podcast app world. <laughs> the podcast the po- just a capper on this i guess the, that's a great idea though i mean that like, is congrats i totally agree like that is a bypass the ads <laughs> to get <laughs> i love that idea because i would totally use that and it would get me it would probably get me listening to more new shows because mm-hmm. i would have the wherewithal to be like oh i don't have to i mean i'm doing we're doing that already we're just not doing it in a controlled way for the creator of yeah. the show well, that's why that Netflix like trailer for each of those series is so smart because I'm apprehensive of sub shows. I'm like, I don't know. And I don't yeah. want to start it because then it's in that list. Like, so it's, it's smart, smart idea. So uh, I'll just kind of segue to my podcast recommendation because it yep. does talk to Netflix. Netflix dropped, dropped a new uh, podcast uh, called You Can't Make This Up. Um, so kudos on Netflix for getting into the podcasting world. What's it about? Um, so this one is, it, it digs into, so you can't make this up. Uh, it digs into the real stories behind the Netflix original, true stories. Uh, so how the filmmakers got the access, what ended up on the cutting room floor. Um, kind of like a book club for Netflix originals. Mm-hmm. So they'll bring the people in, 
sit, sit down, have a discussion. Um, I think, let me see here. I'm trying to think who's running it. I think it's NPR. I know this is going to play on me even when I clicked on it. So, hmm. Maybe they have different people each time. Because the one I was listening to, it was, it was an NPR host. But what's interesting, this is kind of like the trailer thing I just mentioned in the Netflix app. So these are all the new series. The Staircase, uh, Evil Genius, The Keepers, um, Wild Wild Country. So if you want to listen to 43 minutes about Wild Wild Country, yeah, you're going to dig this. And each one has a prologue, a four-minute prologue. Uh, yep. They dropped it, it's like about a week before the 47-minute episode, 40-minute episode. Yep. So that's my recommendation. If you like to binge, they want you to binge audio. <laughs> I am going to um, – I have one caveat. Because I would highly recommend – Revisionist History came back out with their new season, Malcolm Gladwell's podcast. It's good. Go listen to that. But as far as a new um, new show and new to me, is it relates back to my, my new gig at ASU. Um, there's a podcast being produced by ASU. Uh, it's called Innovation Happens. It's about six, five or six episodes in. And um, they have on entrepreneurs and startup founders, students. Um, so the, a lot of them have been, I haven't listened to every episode, but a lot of them have been, um, there's a, a, a demo days event that happens twice a year at ASU. Um, it comes from the entrepreneurship and innovation department, um, the venture devils, which is a group um, that's all startup based. It's, there's a whole, application process and everything for that it's it's legit um and they i mean asu gave out well not just asu but the the event at the end of april gave out 300 grand in um funding and prize money and stuff for these these student startups that presented in shark tank style and mm -hmm. one um so this this is just interviews with these startup founders student startup founders and yeah, this is cool it's really interesting to hear like these kids and I don't even know if it's all kids. I mean, it's, it's student based though. So it may be, maybe all ages. Um, but it's really cool to hear. I, I just continue to be impressed because I know when I was 20 years old, <laughs> and that's what I keep basing this all on when I was like 18, 19, 20, 21. Like I was not uh -huh. at this level. I no clue. Right. I don't know about where you were at that age, Adam, but at at that age, I think the only not close. The reason that I don't even think I was at this level, but the only reason I was semi there is because we had a group called SIFE, which was Students in Free Enterprise, mm -hmm. and we had to come up with these ideas collectively. Um, but now these programs are taking it to another level. They're like, all right, start let's launch a startup. I'm like, what? Like, I, it, like for the real, resources, the resources are here now. I mean, this yeah. is a twenty year difference, right? And like we didn't have the same resources that, that they have now or that we have now. And I just, my, <laughs> I was not business minded. <laughs> I was not, you know, entrepreneurial minded when I was 20 years old, I was like, Oh, and if the NBA draft is on, like I need to know every, every player prospect or like that's, that was my war. I was into sports. That was it. 
and and the entrepreneurial side was I'm gonna go do TV, go do sports on TV, right? That was it. Yeah. Um, but I just it's just super impressive. So I like hearing from hearing from the yeah, and they're like them directly. They're like 26, 28 minutes, so it's totally commute commute consumable. Totally, um, yeah. It's just interviews. It's just a one on one or one on two discussion. So conversation. Do you have a an yeah. app of the app of the week for the show, social media or not? It doesn't have to be social media. <laughs> Some app that you're using that you discovered that you're uh, really digging. Um, I haven't used it yet, but I I fully plan on it because it ties in with an actual physical thing, which you are very aware of, even though you're looking at me quizzically. Um, so Bird. Uh, oh, okay. Which, which oh, is they're the, here. They're here. They're here in Phoenix. They're in Tempe, by the, the way. Scooters. Yeah. They're, they're the scooters. They're, I think the guy, one of the, the guys that helped create Uber. Oh, I saw one at the Desert Botanical Garden. And I'm thinking, man, if somebody rode this in 100, it was 108 that day, to the Desert Botanical Garden on his bird. Well, all we got to know if they blow up and if the batteries <laughs> blow up in the heat. That's all no, I got to know. I mean, look, they put it in Phoenix. They had to know. It's here in the uh, summer. They must have known. But, but they. I'm downloading it right now. The app goes with the scooter. It's just like if you anyone out there has seen the bikes that go with the app or Uber, like it's any, it's ride sharing, in a sense. But it's just a scooter, and so you get the app. You if you you can locate a scooter through the app. Um, you pay to ride the scooter through the app, um, and then there's also another thing I read about that is a kind of a, and I I sent this to you, Adam, a while back. Was people are making some side hustle money. Mm-hmm. Um, collecting these and recharging them, you can make as, a lot a of lot business of for that. Yeah. Loot. So I mean, you know, that's a whole other thing. But I definitely want to. I see them all the time now because I in where I I'm I'm in different places around the campus, around the the city, and I see them, and I'm like, I'm gonna ride one of those. I'm totally gonna ride one of those one time. And they haven't been banned yet by the city, so I don't, dude. I don't think they in Tempe. I'm like on Mill in the middle of ASU. I I don't think i don't think they will because unless there's a rule against scooters in general which motorized scooters i don't know but they're super useful for students like especially around a campus that big it's all over the place okay so that's me so it's summertime Mm -hmm. blockbuster movies are out might get get away with the kids um so we went and saw the incredibles too and i wanted to get some tickets um so but I wanted to pick my seats. I wanted everything. So I, I downloaded this app called Adam, A-T-O-M, Adam. It's uh makes the ticket, the movie theater experience better. Uh, I was skeptical. I think where was, so I was at South by Southwest. And if you download the app, you could get into one of the installations. Um, so I was like, okay, cool. And I deleted the app, but I got in. So this thing is like, it's like picking seats for a game or a theater or something. So you can go get your movie, you can pay through there, you just show them the QR code when you get up there. You, some theaters allow you to pre-order and pick up all your food, your snacks, you run a late. That's cool. Um, I'm, I'm sure I'm missing a bunch of stuff here. Oh, so also, you know, if you and I wanted to go to the movies together, I would add you and we would split, but we get the seats together which is a common problem because you got to show up early, got to go in together. Um, you can refer a friend. 
The other thing I saw that was pretty cool, and actually you could see what movies your friends are seeing, which is you know a little re- recommendation. A little Spotify-ish. Yeah, and they also had a guarantee in there. I'm trying to find it. But if you couldn't make it or whatever, like a rain check thing, if you couldn't make it, you could cancel and get a refund up to 30 minutes before a movie, which is pretty cool too. It's just frictionless. It's just, I mean, mm-hmm. I'm sure you could walk up and say, you know, you know, I, I can't, you know, sometimes they'll honor it or not, but I don't know. It's cool. Like the fact that somebody, there's a big fan, Fandango and everybody else out there, that somebody felt that they could enter this and still be different and compete. Well, how about AMC? AMC uh, just yep. came, is coming out with their subscription model. Yes. So competing with, uh, what's that other startup movie? Movie Pass? Movie Pass. Is that what it's called? Uh, yeah. So it used to be unlimited, and they realized they weren't making any money. <laughs> and up on the press so, <clears throat> it did. But so AMC, which does have really nice theaters, um, yeah, they it's twenty bucks for three movies a month. So I think if you are seeing three movies a month, that's definitely worth it. Oh, if you're not, funny. if you're seeing three non matinees, <laughs> and also you can get I saw the other two things included were um, like free refills and upsized popcorn and stuff like that. Because in reality, I mean, are they, they for them? It's probably not a loss because they're they're probably here's what's going to happen. You have a family, I have a family. Yeah, we go to the movies a lot, but we don't go. We don't go three times. A, we don't go three Fridays or three Saturdays a month. We go to maybe two in the summer, at the most, but as a family. And so now, if I buy that, well, they're still getting me. But now I'm coming probably an extra time. I'm going to the movies one extra time and bringing yeah. my family. <laughs> well, I was gonna say I don't know if this is a great. I think they should come out with another level for families. Definitely, because I don't think this is great to go pay you know eighty bucks uh, to go see three movies a, a month for a family. Mm-hmm. Uh, Although, if you think about it, it you probably is. <laughs> it's just the thing is, it's getting you to to go. To it's again, yeah, it's brand loyalty sessions, and you feel guilt ridden, like oh, I didn't get that third one in, mm-hmm. not getting my money's worth. Yep. And then the concessions, because when you go to the theater, and that's the thing, they thought theaters would die. No, man, it's an experience. And if they do it right, like it is literally unplugging and getting away because we do watch so many movies at home now. So like I genuinely enjoy going to the theater. We went and saw Incredibles. Oh, yeah. Thankfully, they sat through it. And thankfully, it was an experience. <laughs> um, yeah, it was enjoyable, you know, big screen, you know, I had snacks. And um, now I will say uh, this is not related, but uh, it, it, movie related. Um, what's my favorite theater? Alamo Draft House. Mm-hmm. So Alamo, and I think you, I saw you on Facebook, uh, liked some of these. They I have still haven't the, been there, but yeah, go ahead. So they just opened the one in Tempe, yep. uh, in Arizona, and they have the summer camp for your kids. It's like a dollar, three or five. You just pick which one you want to do. Um, that's pretty cool. And then they roll out these other things like. Any day, any weekday before a certain day, before a certain time, it's five bucks. Well, they do the bigger theaters. They do that summer program with the with like the kids movies. They do like yeah. what is it? It's like five five or ten kids movies for five or seven bucks for the whole summer or something. Like I, I mean, I'm, I mean, I am fascinated by, by and I, these all these companies can use social. I mean, I, I get Alamo stuff all the time. 
Mm-hmm. It's loyalty based. It's exclusives. Because I think what it is, I love seeing these old industries still thriving um, by, by like what we always talk about, creating experience. Uh, I, I saw Amazon was going to open up their own theaters. I don't think that happened. I mean, they could do whatever they want, really. They, they, well, it doesn't even matter if they make any money at it because they just have so much. Can. But That'd be yeah, awesome if, if Amazon theaters were a prime perk. <laughs> maybe a different there's a different prime level you know it's like, so funny so well hey i'm glad we uh, were able to drop in and catch up on some things yeah before social media day good stuff and, uh, always good so if we don't see it we'll see you <laughs> <laughs> well we'll be back we'll be back again again soon and i mean there's gonna be what, what bigger news can happen um but there's gonna be something Yeah, I'll save it for next week. I need to see something drop today. (laughs) All right, right. see you guys next week.